Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking on the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net and that you can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. And what is us? Us is the first lady of love and the ladies in waiting of love. (laughs) And with us today in the studio, besides the founder, creator, and director of Love Talk, Miss Evelyn Davison, is Kathy Endebrock. And you all have come to know and love Kathy like we have. And Kathy is the founder of Let's Pray Today. She's also, uh, well, her bio is long and lengthy. She is a (laughs) corporate background. She has led the women's ministry in her church. She's also the Georgetown National Day of Prayer Coordinator. And uh, Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we have a really neat program. When we were going through some of the notes for the program, I thought... I can't wait to listen to this. And I thought, <laughs> well, you get to participate in this. How much more fun is that? I'm telling you, if you're a girl, there's no, there's no more fun than that. That's, that's we get truth. to use, uh, one quarter of our 15,000 words on this hour mm-hmm. every day, which you and I desperately need because we live with quiet guys yes. who punctuate Except our world. Except when they give orders. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I know he's listening though. So, well, this has been an exciting week, and Kathy, it is, ex- oh, it is really blessed to have you with us. Is it Enderbrock singular, or is it Enderbrock plural? Is it Enderbrock? <laughs> okay, now we're going to get time. It's Enderbrock. Enderbrock. Enderbrock, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes I've written it with an S on the end, and I thought, I need to ask Kathy that. So this is a good day Well, that's that. when you're Look. talking about Eric and Kathy. Then it's the Enderbrock. That's where it comes from. There you from. go. Well, we are thrilled you're with us, and um, you are not a lady in waiting. You're a lady in serving, and we are so thrilled, Kathy, that... You know, as we look at your life and where you are right now with your family and your three girls uh, and your husband that travels nationally and internationally, it is a really heartbeat, I think, for women of America today and Christian women who are really seeking ways to to serve the Lord Jesus and bless others. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today as we talk about as we approach this Thanksgiving season. We've been going through this series called Developing are leaving a love legacy. Mm-hmm. And that comes only one way. It comes through the power of who God is in the power of our life. Mm-hmm. And it comes basically, uh, Kathy, and I know you, you know this and you live it every day. It comes through his word and through our connection with him as we pray for one reason that we might go out in our world and be a blessing and a blessing is the very best that we have to give as we live our lives every day. And so you're a blessing for us today. Thanks, Evelyn. You know, I love this time of year when things tend to start getting a little bit busy for us, right? And But it's busy in a good way because it's focusing on others, preparing things for others, participating in things. And there's so many great ministries that make it really meaningful this time of year. And I know in the past, I've allowed myself to really get so busy that I've almost come undone. And I've learned over the last couple of years that this is the time that I purposefully need to focus on slowing down Mm -hmm. and spending the time where the Lord would really have me spend the time, first and foremost, with him, 
then with my family, making these years memorable and really sowing in some important family traditions that draw us all close to the Lord during this time of, of Thanksgiving. And then also, second, you know, thirdly, looking out to the others, you know, what is happening with my neighbors, my community, my church, and where would the Lord call me and my family to serve so that we can serve together and make a difference together. You have a little, uh, anecdote that you were sharing before we got on air about just this week with Operation Christmas Child. Uh, it was so neat. So all my girls, we, our church is Operation Christmas Child, and so I let them each get a Christmas box and mm-hmm. fill it with special things. And I don't remember this happening in the past, but Operation Christmas Child now comes with a sheet of paper that you can color and fill out, and it'll say, yes. my name is, I am X years old, and it says, I love Jesus because... Because, and my little seven-year-old put, I love Jesus because he made me and takes care of me. Oh. And I just, I loved that. I thought, I'm going to go write that down in my journal. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But that's important, Kathy. Well, this is the, the collection week for, national, for Operation Christmas Child. And with National Day of Prayer, they are one of our national partners. Mm-hmm. And Ray Gardner and Lawana Gardner are the area coordinators and directors for OCC. And I serve as the regional prayer coordinator for, for Operation Christmas now, Child. Now, ask me why I'm not surprised. She's uh, not yeah. coordinator and, that, and that's on my list today to say thank you and praise God for. Because Monday... At Pflugerville First Baptist Church is the regional relay center or our collection center. There are a lot of relay centers. And so we'll be out there uh, Monday from probably about 10 till about 4.30 uh, and praying over those boxes as they go mm. in that. 18-wheeler parade. It's going to be a parade. and so exciting. So thank you for mentioning that. I know that's important for families today. Well, I thought you would enjoy that little tidbit. And we have uh, remarked before on this program uh, the miracles of those boxes. Of course, mm-hmm. you can go and read those testimonies on the website. But I know personally firsthand uh, that I had a friend in Iraq who was visiting uh, a local church there in in building uh, and establishing churches, and the pastor opened the trunk of his car and his as he as they were headed into the school, which is an Iraqi classical mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. school, not quote Christian, uh, but it is run by Christians to provide a classical education. All of the major governmental officials in that region of Kurdistan send their children to that school because of its excellence. And that day he was unloading the trunk to take all the Operation Christmas Child boxes into that school. So as we begin to have this dialogue about what is it to build and leave a love legacy, you see, we tend to think about what are the monuments that can be mm-hmm. built to ourselves. But the Lord is leaving a trail of breadcrumbs through the sweet moments of life. Things Mm -hmm. like that where you cannot know the power of the moment 
the reason why we don't want to get too busy, the reason why you want to remember that moment with your child, because those are the moments of thanks living that the Lord is going to recall to our hearts. Now, before we get into that whole dialogue, we're going to catch up on some some news and current events. And Evelyn, what's going on in your world? Well, we just had a great uh, Sunday as we had, uh, we participated, you and Jim and Van and I, in the veterans. Oh, my uh, gosh, that was the best boot scooting music. Uh-huh. Although the only thing was is I felt like I was in sin the whole time. In sin? In okay, you've got to talk about the this. the whole time. You know, I had on my cowboy boots, and Larry Gatlin was just, I mean, it was the best cowboy western. wasn't quite hillbilly enough for yeah. me, but anyway. <laughs> and uh, I just thought, if I don't get out of this chair and boot scoot around this church, yeah. I'm going to be in trouble. But I realized no one, <laughs> very, very few were clapping, and no one else was like having the urge to get up. Well, that was all band. I could do. I grew up in that. That was a radio <laughs> honky tonk night every Saturday at our house. But it was a great event. Cindy, and we raised a lot of money, and so our thanks go out today to Ryan Rush and Randy Phillips, Phillips Larry and, Gatlin, and Larry, Mike and Huckabee. Mike Huckabee, and Jessica Lynch. You know, she had a, a powerful testimony. It was not what I would call a professional presentation. She had some difficulties, but that little girl has a story that this nation, women need to hear. Because of her faith and her trust, mm-hmm. uh, not just in, in God. She didn't talk about God like she talked a lot about blessing, how she was blessed by those people that rescued her. She was a young lady that was, uh, yeah, who was, um, impri- it held captive yes. in Iraq, you know, Evelyn. No kidding. Yeah. That was the oldest group I'd ever been to. I mean, we looked off out in that audience. That was a, sea, a sea of, of white, white hair. hair or no hair. <laughs> I mean, it was glistening heads or white hair. As a matter of fact, on our row, we was like old home week. We oh, had no. several people that were in their 90s. Yes, in the Ruth row. Was. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I hadn't seen these are Bible teachers. These are these are established. One of those women C- of God. Cindy was my friend Francis Absolutely. Bradley. And Francis raised four boys and I had two. And she's about ten years older than I and and she had greater needs in her life at that particular time than I did. Because with four boys in the sixties, you know, it was pretty rough. And we just got to be really, really good prayer partners and, and just respected each other so much. Now she's moved off out into the Leelander Cedar Park here yeah, and I don't she's get my to neighbor see, now. I don't get to see her that much. But you know, I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> I was, I was shocked. Anyway. So Francis, I apologize today, uh, publicly. Hey, how no. about that color guard, that drama color uh, guard? Uh, they, Kathy, they did a thing where all of the different, uh, major conflicts that the U.S. has been in from the War of Independence all the way through, they had the guys come out while a narrative was going on in the uniform of that period uh-huh. and talk wow. about what it was to be a soldier. Of course, this was the Veterans Day salute done mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective. Right. I would say mm-hmm. Larry Gatlin provided a very light touch to that. That guy is well, yeah, he he's, is out 
of control. Well, you know, he, uh, the other thing that happened last week is, uh, Daryl's, uh, graduation to heaven. Yeah. And Daryl actually, uh, saved Larry Gatlin's life. I mean, it's part of his testimony and we've heard that. Uh, he, he was the entertainment part of the program and he, they tried to make it a little bit lighter in that regard, but it was, he shut I, I up. thought it was perfect. I he is a powerful It sounds like myth. it was just an incredible night oh, for was. everyone. It of course, was. I, our own Bob Cole was out on the board. <laughs> I went to go get to the will call window to go get our tickets. And there's Bob Cole standing all by himself trying to hunt up all the wayward folks who, of course, were getting, you know, tickets, complimentary tickets or, or, you know, trade, yeah. yeah, tickets to the event. And I thought, okay, I bet he doesn't do this part again. But, uh, (laughs) anyway, it was great. People who love Veterans Day, you know, turned out it was a high old time. We're going to take our break. And, you know, speaking of Veterans Day, we've got some important stuff going on in uh, in the field abroad and in, in the home fields. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back and talk about that. This is Love Talk on the Word. Morning, I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful Blast KLGO, the Word Studios. That's True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with the Three Stooges at lovetalknetwork.com. That wasn't very nice, was it? <laughs> I was if say- I was a church lady, it would have been something like the three most holy women that I know. But anyway, <laughs> since I'm kind of a loose cannon today, we I all are love Thanksgiving. So it just there's between the fall weather uh-huh. and I guess the vapors from the F1 fumes. Oh, so there's gosh. no telling what's going on in my mind. But on a serious note, what's going on in the world today, girls? Well, Cindy, we've talked about uh, how important it is that we honor those that have served us who've come before us, and we did that this week with veterans. But, well, you know, as we focus uh, this week, Kathy, on Thanksgiving, you know, we have to go back to the Pilgrim Age. Mm. And we are, in fact, the word says we are just a pilgrim on our way to heaven. And mm. so as we think about uh, how it is that the very thing that changed the world happened in Israel uh, when Jesus Christ came forth as the fulfillment of a promise God made and kept for generations. We have to really stay in touch with what's going on in our world today in regard to Israel. And Israel's in trouble today, Cindy. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, a couple of good things. Uh, not not that... Um not that what's going on in terms of the artillery is good, but, you know, the Senate did pass a resolution mm-hmm. in support of Israel and um, denouncing uh, the things that have gone on with Hamas. Now, and and the reason why I meant to start with that is because, you know, in the, the Christian 
oikos that you and I kind of travel in, there's this great suspicion that the United States will not stand by Israel. Right. That is, our, mm-hmm. you know, the great concern. And so I was encouraged to at least see this resolution come out of Absolutely. the Senate. Uh, but, of course, you know, um, the IDF, which is the mm-hmm. Israeli defense, is calling up the reserves for possible ground operation. Uh, Hamas has said clearly this is this was all out open war. Um, there's been hundreds of rockets fired into Israel. Um, the uh, there's there's been some death and. Um, there's just, you know, a number of troubling things that have to do with what is going on. And although it's not our job to speculate on that, mm-hmm. it is what when we come to talk about news here on the air, it is right. that we we hope that we are prompting others not even to be more informed because we're not newscasters or theologians, theologians, mm-hmm. but to prompt people to pray about this, to go to Absolutely, the Lord. Absolutely, Cindy. Mm-hmm. And see, what's, what's happening is they have penetrated Israel, Israel to the point that it happened back in the, in the early days when Israel was formed again as a state. The, the missiles are going all the way to Jerusalem. And mm. down to Joppa and Hoff. And, and though that's an indication of how that nation has been penetrated by an enemy that wants to destroy them. And so it is for the purpose of our praying for them, uh, because we know, uh, Kathy, there is a strong connection between the pilgrims that we started with and their fight for freedom mm-hmm. to come and be able to worship God and knowing that God started that program, that ministry of love uh, in the state of Israel when Jesus came as a Jewish, a Hebrew, Hebrew child to be born of the, you know, born of Mary. Well, and I think now is really the ideal time of year to be able to talk to our children about mm. Israel and how special it is to God that this was a, a nation that he chose. And then when his son came, it's a the birthplace that he chose for his son and, um, you know, I think, Cindy, it's exactly like you said. These things really do seem out of our control. They seem beyond the scope of our understanding. We feel as though we never really are equipped with the information we need. And so it's such a powerful thing that we're able to do in prayer and mm-hmm. to pray with our children. You know, are we thankful for this nation that is mm-hmm. dear to our Lord's heart? Of course, anything that's dear to our Lord's heart, it needs to be dear to our heart. And to put this up to him in, in prayer, I, you know, I just, I think it's wonderful that there are other nations in the world who recognize, um, something that's close to the Lord's heart and, and just bless him by praying for that. What would you say to your children about, or, and, or have you in, in terms of some of the conflicts that go on around the world that they might get wind of? And with regard to Israel, how do you, how do you cast that to them? Well, I think the main thing is that, you know, when the kids hear about bombing and war, uh-huh. the automatic response is fear. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, yes. So, We've lived in it. Oh, and so I think the main thing is that to have them understand, get the correct perspective, go back to God's word and look and see how the Lord will protect where the Lord wants mm-hmm. to protect. And... um 
to engage them in the history of Israel as it's it's seated in some of the foundational elements of God's word and have them appreciate first and foremost Israel and Jerusalem within Israel and then have them pray for the safety and the security and um, that the the Lord would make things as they ought to be. One of the things that that is so important as you're talking in that regard, especially to children and maybe girls, is the promise that God has made that Mm. he will care for us individually. Mm -hmm. And that's what Thanksgiving is good for, is to draw into the family circle the time that we can say, thank God for this and make it a matter of worship. Mm -hmm. But also not just for the historical uh, background that we have in connection with Israel, but the promise of Israel, mm. that that is where Jesus said, this is a very treasured place to me. It is where I will come again and receive you unto myself. And it's important for children especially to know that, but adults as well, because mm-hmm. we look at our world today and we think there is nothing left but collision. And that's not true because God has made a promise to us. And it is it is a promise that Jesus came to fulfill the first time and he will come back and complete the second time. Well, speaking of prayer and and um, Israel, we're coming up on 12-12-12 is the third annual global day of worship that will originate. The broadcast will originate in Jerusalem. I know that... Um, uh, I believe it's Howard Trask, uh, Convoy of Hope. There also, this will be in, done in conjunction with prayer for the suffering and the poor of the world. And, uh, this, through this broadcast, organizers are inviting believers across the world and followers of Jesus Christ to give thanks and declare his goodness, faithfulness, and salvation, as well as deliverance for the lies, family, and nations uh, with a special emphasis on Israel. It'll take place across 24 time zones around the world and a wave of worship beginning in New Zealand. Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To find out more about this, uh, that's for 12-12-12, that's globaldayofworship.com. And that's coming up, as, you know, very uh, quickly, Cindy, as we be in that 40 days of prayer, and you and I are going to be participating in that as we record our prayers for that. Well, what else is going on, Cindy, in the well, life of Cindy Vaughn? Well, okay, <laughs> I came in here today, and I'm grumpy. No, you're not. You're happy because Thanksgiving's coming. Grumpy. That's right. <laughs> That's what a blessing but is. I, but I was. I'm having to work at it. I loved what Kathy said. So I'm going to let you two uh, talk to me. Talk to my soul oh, today. No, you want <laughs> us to encourage you? That's right. Well, to get my head on straight. You know, um, every woman in America can appreciate uh, Thanksgiving. It is an awesome, awesome. Uh, I, it is my favorite holiday next to Easter. Mm-hmm. Those two are, you know, and Christmas is in there real close. You yeah. know, I'm looking for a reason to celebrate all the time. But you can get a little weary. And this is that beginning of the holiday season in mm-hmm. America 
where it can be overwhelming about material things and conflicts and families and schedules and, you know, where Kathy talked about earlier, losing sight of things. And so in this dialogue we're been, we've been having about spiritual uh, legacy and we uh, are on that seventh and last principle, accountability to God. Mm-hmm. I think that you can, you can, uh, and even using those words, Evelyn, accountability to God, you can get in that mindset of legalism. You know, well, we're yeah. going to have to. And it's all obedience. We're going no to have praise. to account to God. Do the hard work. And for sure, we are going to have to account for God. Right. But there is a first, there is a connection before mm-hmm. there is the accounting accountability. And we want to talk about that today because we're entering into a period of Thanksgiving. And what is that really about? Well, historically and practically and spiritually, it is about worship. It is mm-hmm. about connecting to God. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Cindy, uh, you know, our history in America is very strong in that regard because of those pilgrims, uh, the first Amer- uh, first truly Americans other than the Indians who came to well, the Ameri- shore. Well, the Indians are, they're now called first Americans. I know they okay, are. Okay. So That's my ancestry. So we're, uh, second Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Secondary. We're not secondary <laughs> citizens, but we are, right. so, we are number two. It's a twofold thing when we look at the birth of America and the blessing of America. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's blessing. What is it in my life that needs to bless, be a blessing where I'm living, where you're living, Kathy, with your children? What is it that God's called me to do in regard to the, the surroundings and the, and the places where He has planted me? And it is to, as you said earlier, it is to, it is to worship Him. Mm-hmm. It is to honor Him. But it is to praise Him. And then the result of that has to be blessing. And so when we look at what our spiritual legacy is during a time, that we're in right now that is so different when the pilgrims were together. The pilgrims came as a unit. They came as a community. And they depended on each other so much because there was nothing else to depend on. And and bless of God, the Indians came to help. That's what you teach your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that teaches us a very important principle. That is that God does care. He cares for us, and he wants us to care for each other. And so as we go into Thanksgiving, our Thanksgivings are different today than they were with the pilgrim women. Duh. Because we we have so many other strengths. For one, I've got a refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's right. I mean, there's so much. When we really take a good look at the pilgrims, they suffered tremendous amounts of 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 loss and to death mm. because of the the cold and the the plagues that came and the the harshness of the winter and the lack of food <laughs> and and you know I think some of us get to the point <clears throat> where we might say well you know it's been such a tough year I can't think of anything to be thankful for and yet the Lord says that we're not just supposed to be thankful but overflowing with thankfulness and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about attitude is altitude. This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, True Talk Radio, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net and that you can also catch up with the audio portion in our latest blog at lovetalknetwork.com. We went out on our last segment introducing some of the uh, history of Thanksgiving and setting the groundwork for Thanksgiving. Living, what it is to really live from that place of both gratitude and thanksgiving beyond the day. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of the day, but we're really talking about a principle. That's what we try to do here on Love Talk. And I just want to mention in this principle seven, where we're talking about accountability to God and worship and thanksgiving, the scripture in Deuteronomy 8, it's kind of a long one, but hold on. Let me just say this. Make sure you don't forget God, your God, by not keeping his commandments, his rules and regulations that I command you today. Make sure that when you eat and are satisfied, when you build pleasant houses and settle in, when you see your herds and flocks flourish and more and more money come in, watch your standard of living going up and up. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God your God, the God who delivered you from Egypt, the God who led you through the fearsome wilderness, the God who gave you water through hard rock, the God who gave you manna to eat in the wilderness. If you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this and all by myself, I'm rich, it's all mine, well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm what? The covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. That's Dr. Peterson's version out of Deuteronomy 8, the message. So now let's take that and let's talk a little bit about the undergirding of that within the American paradigm, the American experience. Well, I think this is something that we're sold today that if we don't have wealth, if we don't have riches, if we, you know, don't have all these material things, then what is there to be thankful for? And I think, you know, everything comes back to Christ. I was uh, doing a leadership class with a bunch of pastors and they said very jokingly, the answer to every question on a test is Christ. The answer to everything Mm. is Christ. It all comes back to Christ. And that's so true because the thing that we can be most thankful for is that, our God sent his son to die for us and that we have this opportunity for salvation, forgiveness of sins, eternal life. I mean, that's that that is mind blowing and amazing. And there's something that I got um, this week. Cindy, you had forwarded it to me and I thought it was really neat. And it's about Abraham Lincoln. We talk about the history of our country and Thanksgiving and, and the pilgrims. And the first um, Thanksgiving feast way back in 1621. And um, then we have our president, George Washington, in, 19, in 1789, declaring um, the first day of Thanksgiving to God um, under our new constitution. Um, so, you know, I've heard those types of things before. Something I had not heard before was um, about Lincoln's original 1863 Thanksgiving proclamation because spiritually speaking, this came at a very pivotal point in Lincoln's life. And, uh, you know, I always think of our forefathers as, you know, they were Christian men. Well, they were grounded in the word. 
they they asked people to pray, but it's interesting. We don't always get insight into that point in their life when they accepted the Lord and uh-huh. recognized Christ as Savior. And so uh, I got that insight this week with Lincoln that it's he in a letter that he had written to a very good friend. He said, when I left Springfield, his hometown, to assume the presidency, I asked the people to pray for me, but I was not a Christian. When I buried my son, the severest trial of my life, I was not a Christian. But when I went to Gettysburg and I saw the graves of thousands of our soldiers, I then and there consecrated myself to Christ. And woo, I just, it, it just, you know, the cheers go up inside of me that the Lord would use this awful, t- I mean, can you imagine walking through a cemetery of Dead soldiers, those countrymen, those, and, and as president, the lead, the, the leader and, uh. And to some degree to recognize that the blood of the nation is on your hands, the uh, weight of mm. that. And then to recognize that the spirit of God met him in that place. Mm. And he became a believer. You know, that makes sense to me having, we've been talking about his second inaugural address, which follows this, mm-hmm. where he goes into deep study of, of divine providence mm. and all that took place in the war and the meaning of that and how the two opposing parties had mm-hmm. both used God and claimed God on their side. But Evelyn, what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? If if Abraham Lincoln is walking through a cemetery, encounters Christ at that moment, and is writing for the first time as a Christian, the declaration of setting aside for the nation, the remembrance and gratitude to God in the middle of our greatest need. Well, when you talk about our greatest needs, uh, Cindy, um Kathy has told us it's always answered uh, Jesus Christ. But people don't know that. And uh, it is interesting when you look at the life of Abraham Lincoln. He failed so many, many times. He he failed in marriage. He failed in, in running. He I think five different campaigns he, he lost. And he even failed in education until he finally... Uh, had an opportunity to get in a position where he could study. But you know, the thing that we have to really nail our faith to is that God does care. Mm-hmm. He cares. And he has a plan. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven tells us, God spoke very profoundly through a prophet and said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, take this message to the people. The people of Israel, the Hebrew children, they have lost their hope. They've lost their way. They've lost their compass. But let me tell you this. I know something. I know the plans that I have for you and for this nation, and they are plans for good and not evil. Why? That you can have a future and you can have hope. And in one of the psalmists said, do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your hope. So as we are here the week before Thanksgiving in the year of 2012, and we look back to the 1800s when, and then 
into the time when the pilgrims came first and then into the time when God chose Abraham, I mean, chose Lincoln to be an Abraham, to be a leader of a nation that would seek him. God did a work in Abraham, in Lincoln's life before he gave him the position of leading and putting back together a nation that was all but destroyed. And you know, Cindy, this week, I think pretty close to 50 different states had put together a petition to succeed from the union. And that is deplorable. We are a people of faith in this nation, a people of hope, Kathy. And for us to think that we can take our toys and go home, that I don't think is God's plan. We need to be heard, and we're not being heard in that regard. But we've got to be freedom fighters. We have got to stand our ground that God ordained this nation just as he did Israel. And there's a new, there's a book out called The Harbinger. And I don't know if you've read it. I don't, have you heard it? I have not read it, but I've heard of what it. What it is, it's, it's by a Jewish rabbi, a, a Messianic Jew, who has taken the history of Israel and taken the history of America and laid it on the, on the table the chart to compare how God is de- had dealt with Israel and how God's dealing with America. So we can't throw away the plan that God has. We've got to pray. We've got to seek him. Just as Abraham Lincoln did, when he went out to that cemetery and he looked at those crosses, he was looking at death. And that is the price of freedom, Cindy. Mm-hmm. That's what freedom costs is it costs life in it. And sometimes it's shed in blood. So as we approach this Thanksgiving, we look back at the pilgrims and we thank God for them. We thank God for the Indians in this nation. My ancestors, my mom was about uh, 30% or 40% Indian. Uh, we have to thank God that he does have a plan for our nation. And we are part of it because we are blessed that we live in a time such as this. And what do we call ourselves, Cindy? Esther's. Well, Esther's. You know, one of the things that strikes me with regard to the the history is uh, that as we come into this moment of of Thanksgiving, this particular acknowledged moment of Thanksgiving, and we look back at the history, it is not that we celebrate and historically have celebrated Thanksgiving out of our greed, but that we have celebrated it out of our need, Mm -hmm. out of our need to be grateful to God, out of the recognition that without God, we are do not have provision, nor protection, nor promise. We're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk about um, what is our biggest gripe. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, True Talk Radio. We are, are in our closing segment. We went out on, on break and I I wanted to ask you two precious, uh, upbeat ladies, you know, what is our biggest gripe? Because as I think about, uh, the pilgrims scratching out of the ground and, ha- you know, literally 
their uh, survival, having lost the majority of their families, half of them, you know, surely they struggled with bitterness and disappointment. Mm-hmm. When when Lincoln's walking through the the graveyard. He, he's got to be thinking there's, there's a better way or is there even a way forward? You know, and so often we are, we are, the real confrontation in our life is we're at a fork in the road and we're either going to look outward and we're going to see everything that someone else has done wrong or done to us. We're going to look inward and we can even get into self-loathing then mm-hmm. or we're going to recognize our desperate need. And so I, you know, my question to you wasn't literal, what is your gripe? But it's really, how is it that we stay out of that gripey paradigm of life and move into that place of gratitude. Cindy, uh, there's a Psalm 138 one that says, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. And you know, uh, that's the, that is the secret. And it, it's not always easy to praise him or worship him. Uh, but it is the secret to the cheerful, happy Christian mm-hmm. thanks living life. So. Well, you know, Dr. Adrian Rogers has a a great uh, piece that we looked at, all of us, this week. And it says, you know, there are a lot of peoples that are just continuing to gripe and complain. And um, rather than being, here's what he says, rather than being humbly grateful, they're grumbly hateful. (laughs) Now, I don't know how many of you out there can identify with that statement. I have a tendency to be able to identify with that. But, you know, they're out there today. There's soldiers on the battlefield. There are soldiers on alert Mm -hmm. in Israel. There are soldiers on alert, you can be sure, in the seas that surround Israel that are American soldiers. There are soldiers on alert in Afghanistan. There are those who will not see their families this Thanksgiving. In In Washington, D.C., Cindy. Oh, well, for sure. We know that there are those who are homeless, that the, that the best they can look forward to is a warm meal and perhaps a welcoming smile. We know that there will be those who will spend their Thanksgiving in the hospitals. We know that there will be painful reminders. For us this Thanksgiving, there will be an empty chair mm-hmm. at the table. You know, there are many who are going to experience that. The problems that we have do not go away. But what is it that Christ does for us when we are surrounded, even with the circumstances that would cause us to be bitterly disappointed, even to confront our survival? What is it that Christ would have us take away? Well, I think he makes us promises over every single thing in our life that we, that any difficulty that we've gone through, um, any disappointment, any um Areas that we feel as though we have failed, he has a promise to address every single one of those things. And we looked at Israel, what makes Israel so important, and it's because Israel is a place of promise. Well, within us, we are also a place of promise that God has made promises over our lives. And the importance of, of us really guarding our spiritual lives and spending time developing our spiritual lives you know, that is going to be the point at which we get where we are 
overflowing with thankfulness over every circumstance. And that, I think, is also when we become incredible witnesses. Because how many times do we get asked, oh, how are you doing today? How are things? And, you know, my back hurts. Or, you know, it's it's a tale of woe, a tale of woe. And I have been most moved. I have a, a an incredible girlfriend that she has been through a wretched five years, and yet she is a woman of prayer. She just goes to the Lord. And when I, I just got to go out to lunch with her, Sylvia, she's just amazing this last week, and she... She's just always an encouragement and inspiration, just overflowing with it. And I know that it's just Christ in her. She is an incredible, incredible witness. Mm. Well, Cindy, uh, we've talked today about need and we've talked about greed. Sometimes we let our greed take over what we think our real need is. And um, we talked about uh, worship and we've talked about Thanksgiving. But we need to wrap it all up with faith. And uh, faith and thanksgiving are really close friends. And, you know, if we have faith in God, uh, we'll be thankful. Because we know his loving hand is upon us. And uh, we may live in a lion's den like Daniel did. But what he will do and what he does is give us a deep sense of joy. And, and joy is a barometer of the depth of our faith and our trust in him. And... One of the things about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is that it is a time that we are draw our attention to blessing others uh, and to count our blessings. Normally at Thanksgiving time, we have a little basket on our, our dining table where we put corn and we have all of the children and the adults take out as many pieces of corn as they want to uh Name as a seed of their faith and of their joy. And when our kids were little, well, they'd pass the basket out. They had lots of things. And as they got older and began to think, then, you know, they didn't take out quite as much uh, corn. But one of the things that we need to remind ourselves of uh, every day, not just as we approach Thanksgiving, is that challenge every day for us is to bless others and bless the precious name of the Lord Jesus. And blessing really does mean giving your very best. If we're going to bless somebody, we're going to give them our best attitude, and we're going to talk about that next Saturday. How is it that Thanksgiving can be a real Thanksgiving of daily, daily attitude of of gratitude? And so when we look at what blessing is, it's giving away our very best. And so the best is just very simple. It's a little acrostic. It's believing. Mm. Believing that he loves us, he cares for us, and he has a plan. E is to experience that love in a way that it can change our lives and make us a blessing to others. And that is done by sharing. Sharing not just the tangible things, but mm-hmm. the intangible things, Kathy, we have in life. You know, sometimes just a smile or just a wide open eye expression is all our children need for mm-hmm. affirmation that we mm-hmm. love them, we care about them, or even for our next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the T and best. If we're going to give our very best, it means that we're going to trust. Mm-hmm. We're going to trust God with our lives. And as we're talking about that today, Cindy uh, and Kathy, we know that there are probably hundreds and hundreds of people up and down um, I-35 mm. 
183, making their way out to the F1 races today or downtown. Because this is a, a weekend where there are, are many, many strangers in our city. They've come for entertainment. But what we'd like for them to do is to take away a gift today. And whether you're a stranger in, in America or you're a stranger to God's love and kingdom, we do have a message for you today, and that is that he loves you. He has a plan for your life. And that plan is very, very simple. It's like the ABCs of life. Number one is that you acknowledge that apart from him, you can do nothing. When Mary was given the the news, the wonderful news that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, she said, Ooh, all things with God are possible. She believed and she began to trust him for that. And so if you want a life of blessing, it comes when you give your very best to Lord Jesus because that's what he gave you. And then believe that he really loves you and that he has a plan for your life. And that plan is for blessing as you learn to trust him and to pray and to know him better as you study his word. And then the C comes when you totally commit your life to him. That's what thanks living is. Mm. It's when you come to that point and say, I am yours. You made me. I want you to remake me so that I can be loved by you and used by you in a world as I can give away my life. And so, Cindy, as we do that today, we would ask those in our audience, just run through the ABCs. If you're not a Christian, admit you need Jesus. B, believe that he loves you. And C, commit your life to him. And as you do that, we know this is going to be a great week of Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. It will be. This has been Love Talk on the Word.